Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we've got some actual real CDL news. We're going to be talking about the schedule leak, uh, as well as a couple more rumored rosters for those teams we've been waiting forever. Uh, and then probably going to wrap it up after like a couple random little things. It's going to be another short episode today as we gear up uh, and get ready for the regular season. So if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, drop that follow, drop that five-star review. We appreciate all the support, and without further ado, let's just jump right into this one. Brock, how are you doing today? I'm doing doing pretty good on the, you know, cold Monday here in Wisconsin, you know, officially, like, you know, that cold, cold weather. Yeah, but, it came uh, too early. Yeah, but other than that, you know, doing good. We got a a pretty slow news day today, or this week, in terms of, like, quantity of news, but we have uh, some actual, like, quality news to talk about with the whole schedule leak because it took a while for it to come out and it maybe isn't the the best thing in the world but it is here Mm -hmm. um it is available to us it like jacob hale said in his tweet it's subject to change but i'm gonna say that this leak is pretty accurate for now uh, unless something drastic changes and like i don't know how much could change because with the way that uh the schedule is with the dates like I'm sure they have the arenas and like the venues pretty much booked out for a lot of these because you have to plan them so far in advance Mm -hmm. that I really doubt dates could get moved and stuff like that. Yeah, because if they were to move, it'd be just a hassle for all the events and organizers. Yeah, and like a lot of these venues they're using are probably booked out for the year essentially. So it can be very tough to imagine a world where they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, we can just push this out however long. Uh, But the schedule. So it says major one qualifiers start December 8th through January 21st. And then that following weekend, the 25th to the 28th of January is the LAN. Major two, February 16th to March 17th for qualifiers. And then the LAN is that following weekend, obviously, March 21st to the 24th. Major three, April 12th to May 12th uh, with the LAN May 16th to the 19th. Major four uh, is May 24th. Uh, to June 16th. So they kick it right back up that next Friday for that one. And then the lands the 20th to the 23rd of June. And then they say that champs is July 11th to the 14th. And there were some leaks about what the potential um, locations could be. Uh, but the one that everybody is pretty confident in is Boston for major one, not like a hundred percent confirmed, but they're pretty confident. Um, LAN is supposed to have a greater point, Wayne, than online this year. Uh, there's okay. going to be a, a three-week break during the qualifiers for Major 1, which is why that seemed so much longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Pro-Am this year is expected. And then lastly, uh, the winner's final is likely going to be moved to the second match on Sunday instead of first, like people have wanted for a while. So a decent amount of news, a little bit disappointing because it's still a, a pretty shortened season. It just got uh, extended by like a few weeks basically yeah. into july didn't really get it and we didn't get an extra major either where we're only at four majors <laughs> mm-hmm. so man not really an extension on dates no more majors uh and also they're doing like they did uh the first year when uh my friend and i went to the first ever cdl event they did it in minnesota in january like when it snowed it wasn't the greatest planning and once again they're doing boston in january which I mean, I've never been to Boston. Uh, Like, I'm sure it's a wonderful city, but just like Minnesota and just like here in Wisconsin, it's not the most ideal place to go in uh, the middle of winter. It's going to be cold. 
Yep. Wasn't it last year as well? Boston, they did Boston is like negative 40 out. <laughs> I think so. I think they did it pretty early in the year, did they? And then, yeah, I think it was major really too. I mean, even year. when when they did it in Minnesota, uh, when we went to major two, they got, I mean, they got pretty unlucky because that was like what, like the end of March and it yeah. snowed, which to be fair to them, usually by the end of March, it's like into the fifties the around here in Minnesota and Wisconsin. So it's not like the absolute worst compared to, you know, how the winter is they just got really unlucky because it snowed that weekend mm-hmm. yeah uh, but interesting choice to go to boston where it's probably going to be freezing and i'm not saying that as a, a person complaining about cold weather because uh, obviously we're both from a cold weather place so it, it seems odd like people are not going to want to go as much to these cold weather places early in the year and i'm sure boston in summer just like wisconsin and these these northern states is beautiful in the summer mm-hmm. so i don't know why they would not try to schedule it for like major four yeah definitely I was going to say Miami was one of the destinations. Put that first. Yeah, for real. Miami is always good. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say, uh, did the, it's still five like qualifying matches, or we don't know that yet. I don't think they technically said. I can click into the article. I don't think they technically said. The only thing, like, format-wise they really mentioned was that, like, the, the LAN is going to be more weighted now mm-hmm. compared to online, but I'm trying to look through here and see if there's... Because if we're getting four majors, then I want like seven, eight qualifiers each each major. Uh here we go. There there are due to be some changes this year. Sources have told Deserto teams are expected to play seven qualifier matches instead of five. Okay. Um so yeah, a little bit more, which is good. Uh because once again everybody's always complaining that they don't play enough matches, which is, is fair because really when you look at it over the course of the year, technically like if there's only four majors and you only play five matches, that's 20 matches. And if you're a team that gets eliminated pretty quick on land, you might play less than 30 matches on the entire season. I mm-hmm. mean, that is insane. Yeah. Compared to what we used to. I mean, they used to play like 20, almost 20 matches just to qualify for one stage playoffs in like the World War II land league. Yeah. Jeez. I wonder, I don't think they'll ever do, but I wonder like they all go to land for seven straight, like uh, qualifying matches one day, like next day play, they play the tournament. Yeah, that would be insane. That'd be so much Call of Duty, but I doubt that'll ever happen. No, it would be impossible to broadcast, too, how long it would take. Yeah, Um, that's just a thought. (laughs) But overall, looking pretty good. I mean, the the whole LAN uh, waiting is better, more matches is better, so there are some positives, but um, obviously the negatives being the fact that, you know, we at least start pretty early, which is nice. Starting in early December is really good, but we only go until july so that was like kind of my initial thought on it was like i'd rather see the season just be a little longer like if we start in uh early december or early january either one's fine with me but then we should go to like mid or the end of september instead of this june and july ending we've had recently because like Mm -hmm. that gives you like a uh early december to september window or like early september window where like yeah sure it ends up being a pretty long season like a eight to nine month season um if you start in january though you get like an eight month season with i'm sure a break in there like you're gonna have like a mid-season break uh and then the off season you give players like a good two months until the new game comes out and then they get like uh about a month or two to practice so like it ends up being like a four month off season until they play the next game or even if you go to late august from december it, it still gives players a two or three month off season like a lot of them have been saying this isn't like a sport where your body needs time to recover Yeah. Like, especially with what it is now, like this five or six month. I mean, the last event was in June 
and the new game comes out in November and then the first event is until December. So you get like a five month break until the game and a six month break until playing another match. Like they, they don't need half of a year off. You're just wasting so much time of the game's life cycle. Yep. Uh, because like, I mean, a six month break is insane as all the players will even say, because it's not like this is a sport, like a, a football where you have such a physically demanding season that you need all this time for your body to be able to recover. Yeah. So, you know, I guess we're getting somewhere since it's a little longer than last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Jacob Hale put up a really interesting poll that I was shocked by the results for. I'm trying to pull that up here, but he said. Where is it here? So he put out a poll um, where it asked, as a viewer, would you prefer for the CDL schedule? Um, which one would you prefer out of these two options? Start in January with the champs in August. Or the current one, which is start in December with the champs in July. Uh, so maybe just start a little bit later in January, but go through to August to carry you further into the game. Uh, mm-hmm. But actually, 50.1% of people voted for the current format, the December to July. Uh, so basically, it's a 50-50 split. But I, I can't believe that's the case because um, I just feel like you want, even if it starts slightly later, you want the season to go further. Mm-hmm. Like into August, I'd much rather have this season go to the end of August than like early July. But pretty much an inconclusive poll because it was a fifty-fifty in the community. Yeah, I would definitely want champs late August because you know because after the the season's over, you know our friends and us we just stop playing COD like ranked like like that a lot. Yeah, it it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know. It's it just it's a confusing thing the way that they're doing the schedule because they had it down earlier. They would they would start around December or January and champs would always be in August. Mm-hmm. Cause like, yes, these players absolutely do need an off season. You don't want to force them to play year round or there's going to be some serious burnout, but like this five plus month break, is just not it. They only need two or three months. I would say. Yeah. Three. You can easily that. add an extra major in there or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If you told the players, you know, Hey, instead of four majors this year, instead of five, like we've had, we're going to do, Six or seven majors with champs. I don't think a single player is going to complain about that. That's their favorite part of competing is being able to travel to lands. That's the favorite mm-hmm. part. Nobody's going to complain about that. Yeah, that just gives me another shot to get a, some chips on their you know, resume. Yeah, a shot at more money. Mm-hmm. More chips, like, more money. No player is going to complain about having a couple extra majors thrown in there. Uh, they would probably just always tell you to throw more. They probably couldn't tell you to throw enough in there. That's, that's what they want. That's what they play for. They don't play for these online matches, uh, mm-hmm. these random things. They play for the land tournaments. Yep. Um. All right. Moving on from the schedule, since we finally got some some piece of news with that. Uh, but kind of related to the schedule, I guess the owner of Toronto Ultra, like the interactive media that that runs them, the parent company, uh, said they are really looking to have an EU event happen. Would be like willing to you know help plan their event because there was a rumor that there might be another Toronto event this year. Um, and it sounds like they would maybe want to push it to to EU and. Um, they mentioned cities like London, Paris, Madrid, Barcelona as possibilities. Obviously, Madrid and Barcelona seem to become more possible with heretics being a league and the whole Spanish following, maybe paying more attention. Those seem like prime candidates. Paris, because uh, we've seen Call of Duty events there in the past that had um, good following. And then obviously London, we know uh, incredible fan base over there and uh, many events have been held over there. So some interesting candidates. To my knowledge, I, I don't ever remember like a land event being held in spain like that's an international with all like the uh all the mm-hmm. eu na apac like all those teams going there i could be wrong could happen way back in the day but i don't remember one um but it would I, be a, a prime spot especially with heretics in the league now yeah 
I definitely, I don't think so. There's haven't been like a Madrid Barcelona. Yeah, that I can remember. Spain. Yeah. So we want that to happen because you know all those new sets of eyes, Spain. Yeah, it isn't it a little crazy though. Like, like it's very, very, very far away from happening. Like this is just like a potential talk, but isn't that crazy that like let's say it does happen that it took all the way until we have no teams left uh, representing a European city. Yeah, one. Uh, to get a event over there, that would be. I mean, I guess technically we, you know, we had the London event in MW, but like since the majors have come back, since like post COVID, we've gone back to LAN events. Um, mm-hmm. We have a single event to Europe, and then all of a yeah. sudden, would that be weird if all the European teams are gone and they just send a send an event over there? I mean, that would be you know the Call of Duty to do that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to say the least. Uh, but still a good decision. Like, uh, I, I don't, it seems to me like they could really do something cool where they could every year make sure you add an extra major and like you could have five majors every year. If you're going to say four is the standard and you could just have like one international major, mm-hmm. like you could plan every year, like major three is going to be the international major. Um, so like not counting Toronto, I'm saying like outside of North America, cause this we've been going to Toronto the last few years. So like, Maybe they put one in Australia because there's some Australian representation uh, for the Call of Duty League. Or maybe they put some uh, over in the UK or Spain or some European country. Maybe they go to those two because probably start there because obviously the APAC region and then EU is the two most prevalent. Um, and who knows, with the whole Latin America scene ramping up, maybe eventually you could get one down into South America somewhere. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know too much about esports events down there, but uh i'm sure they could get something going down there uh and get a Mm -hmm. cool event running in many countries so could be something that would be interesting and like an idea the cdl could look into um and could obviously pilot it with going to london or paris or madrid or barcelona the cities mentioned um especially london and paris would be good stepping stones because those are places that call duty has gone and knows uh there's a great fan base for definitely yeah, so let's get a EU slash, you know, Barcelona Madrid, you know, major. And then, you know, next year, let's add some more teams expansion. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I love that London crowd and I would love to see them get an event. But with the Heretics representation in the league, I almost like wish we could see a, a Barcelona or Madrid event because I think it could go absolutely crazy. And I think it could be a really good advertisement for expansion. Mm-hmm. Being like, look, this team just came in and look at their fan base. Now it'd be obviously a little bit of a, a slanted view at it because we know how crazy. Uh, those Spanish fans are for their teams and how big of a following Heretics has, but it, it would be pretty cool to see like the new Heretics team getting cheered for like crazy over there if they had a Spanish event. Oh, yeah. Those are passionate fans. <laughs> yeah, for soccer, at least from what I've seen, yeah. Oh, yeah. They go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Fan base. Yes. Um, all right. Speaking of another Spanish player that we uh, actually talked about not being on the Miami Heretics roster, even as a sub, and we're kind of wondering what was up there. It seems like we may have found out what was up there. This is not confirmed, but a rumored roster has surfaced for the Carolina Royal Ravens uh, that shows Clay, GodRx, Real, and Gwyn. Originally, it was supposed to be like Fame slash Gwyn was the question, but now apparently Gwyn seems to be the favorite to join. So answering a lot of our questions here, like is Clay's going to be on a team according to this roster? Sure. GodRx, like challengers mvp challengers champs mvp where is where's is he on the team uh that answers that question real we were wondering you know why is he not on 
Heretics, uh, we know he's supposed to be an up-and-coming, very talented Spanish player. Uh, answers that. And then Gwyn, another one of the, the studs from Challenger Champs and one of the best players in Challengers last year. Uh, wondering why, as a submachine gun talent, he doesn't get in the league well. We have our answers, and you know, paper-wise, this roster for, once again, one of the last rosters picking from the scraps, I don't hate what I see. Mm-hmm. The uh, SMGs are, you know, pretty talented. Yeah. And then Clay and Gotter X, you know, two, two mains, I believe. Kind of, but I, I know Gotter X, like, in the past, like, he did use, like, a Maddox and stuff, and, like, I know he could be a flex and... Um, obviously, uh, he would be conceding the main AR role to Clay on this team. Yeah, but those those two are talented enough to f- one of them can run a flex. Yeah, and Goddard X has always been a, a pretty slay heavy player. Even when he was in the league, he was always dropping good numbers. Uh, I like the potential of the team because from what we've heard, Real very talented sub and Gwyn very talented sub. So seems like they're taking a shot on two guys with a lot of potential that we haven't seen in the league. So I like that. I mean, I can't complain about that when, um, when you're picking from the players that are left, I'd much rather see picking up a brand new sub duel. That's supposed to have a ton of talent than just picking up a, an old pair that you've seen before with a, a limited ceiling. Like we don't know what the ceiling is for these guys. We think they're both, uh, potentially really good players. So why not pick them both up? Uh, and then God RX, we know he can bring some consistency in the slaying department, which with these maybe young inconsistent subs they need. And then, uh, Clay, one of the best guys to rally the troops. Seems like a very Clay type team. Mm-hmm. Get uh, like an established vet, which is, sounds weird because Goddard hasn't been in the league for so long, but he's been playing forever. So you get like yep. your established, consistent guy in Goddard X, and then you get your two young subs to try to mold. Seems like a very Clayster like team. And do I think this team is going to come out major one and be a favorite to win it? Absolutely not. But I'm not going to be shocked if they come out and they're a pretty competitive team for being what many people expect one of the bottom teams. Yeah, well, this team definitely has gonna have their moments and play with his leadership. This to me is like a search, search and destroy team. Yeah, um, I think that they have potential though. To it all, it obviously, all comes down to Real and Gwyn. Uh, mm-hmm. I think for the most part, we know what we're gonna get from Clay. And honestly, as weird as it sounds, I think for the most part, we know what we're gonna get out of God or X. Maybe a little bit slower of a flex, but some pretty consistent slaying and numbers. Um, and then Real and Gwyn, it all comes down to those two. Uh, just like it does for pretty much every CDL team, it ends up usually coming down to how effective your subs can be. If your mm-hmm. subs are getting bullied, you're probably not going to be very successful. If they're running around free on the map and having their way, you're probably going to be pretty successful. Kind of how things tend to go a lot of times in the CDL, for the most part. Obviously, there's anomalies and random games and series, but for the most part, your subs are dictating a lot of your success. Yeah. Well, like I said, they might start off a little slow. You know, Real and Gwyn, you know, get... More comfortable playing yeah. against the pros. Yeah, but my my final thoughts to wrap this one up and go on to the the next rumored roster we have is I like it. Why not take a shot on some some untapped potential? Might as well go for it. Yep, like the young talent. Uh, our next team that we have a, a rumor for the Vegas Legion, going for a slightly different approach, but another one I don't hate. Uh. They're going with a roster of Attach, Purge, Standy, and Nero. Uh, from what we heard, Purge, obviously, a, a flex. And, you know, people seem to think he could be a pretty good flex in the league. Uh, and then, once again, obviously, Attach, we know what he is. Sim, uh, playing a similar role to, like, a Clay on this team. Going to be the vet, the main AR. 
Um, still has plenty of talent in him. Then Purge, you're going to hope he can become a stud flex for you. And then Standy and Nero, uh, two subs that we've seen enough of in the league recently, but two guys that once again, I think are good home run swings because like Standy at times we've seen be a top end SMG. And I think there is a potential for him to do that. And then mm-hmm. Nero, I still think like, I know a lot of people are kind of out on Nero, but I still think Nero has a lot of talent. And you mentioned this for the other team. I think this team even more so than that Royal Ravens team. I think this team has search and destroy potential because I thought I've heard about Purge being a pretty good search and destroy player. I think he comes from the search community. Could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure I've heard that. Uh, we know Attach is icy, wins his yep. ones, and then Standy and Nero, also very good search and destroy players. Like This team seems to be a, a search team waiting to happen. And if Purge can be a really good player, they have upset potential in respawn, which is all you're hoping for out of these bottom teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. All I gotta say is hopefully not paying Tatch the minimum. Yeah. They better not be paying them the minimum, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, interesting. The, they, the Legion back-to-back years have gotten like one of the all-time great legends to lead their team, which is you know different than their rosters of the past. But I definitely do like this team. You know, maybe clicking on all four cylinders, you know, maybe finish, you know, maybe looking at top three in there. Maybe that's a uh, that's generous with the way our top four or five looks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm banking but, on standing Nero, you know, going going crazy. <laughs> and with the way those two are, like Nero has such up and down moments typically, and Standy can't too. If they both click at the right time, I could see them pulling off upsets once again. Same as Royal Ravens, not expecting them to do anything crazy. Definitely not going to be some favorite going into to major one. But like, if this is a team that early in the year before everybody learns the game as well could sneak like a top six, I wouldn't be. Super surprised for either of these rosters. Uh, obviously, over the course of time, expect them to probably settle somewhere more towards the bottom. But I don't like some previous rosters to start the season for some teams. Uh, I don't just like look at this roster and I'm instantly like, well, that team's never going to win. Like I see where their potential comes from with the young, the young guns. Yep. I can see a world where they're like a pretty competitive team. I'm, I'm definitely not making any guarantees for like the top teams. Like, like when I see Optic or FaZe or New York, those teams rosters, and I'm like, wow, that team's mm-hmm. going to be incredible. Toronto, i definitely not thinking that, but <laughs> I, I see the vision for these teams. Yep. Definitely agree with that. Uh, only like two more random things to talk about. One that I thought was pretty funny on the timeline, Scump. I uh, was kind of talking about it on stream that he's getting more and more interested in playing challengers with Nadeshot, Bose, and Zinni. Um would be an absolutely hilarious team. Uh, and the roles actually would kind of fit as funny as it is. Obviously, they're not taking it that serious. But Nate could play a flex. You know, Zinni, the typical main AR. Uh, Bose could be your, your entry sub. And Scump could be your more baity, sway-heavy uh, yep. SMG. Like, roles-wise, you know, you could make it work. And obviously, uh, I'm sure they're they're going to be fooling around a lot. Like, they say they're going to like stream scrims and stuff. I'm sure they're they're going to be messing around a lot in scrims. They're not going to be like going super hard and actually trying to, you know, really get good at the game. Uh, but at the same time, like these are competitive guys, uh, especially Scump that all have like a legacy. So like as much as they want to say they probably won't, they'll they'll be going hard if they play any matches like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just have like all of them. I mean, they've been pros for a reason. Like they all have that competitive itch. They're not just going to like go into a, a challengers match, like screwing around like as much as they say they will like when that match starts, they're going to want to beat people like yeah, they're, they're going to go hard. Yeah. Which it'll be, I mean, they always like scump's been joking. America's favorite challengers team. Obviously they absolutely would be because they have scump on their team. They'd probably be uh, more of you than the, the CDL. 
yeah. at times with Scump and Nade Shot, especially. Two big names and challenges. That'd be just fun to watch. Yeah, and obviously, like I think they said, they're not going to be able to play tournaments. You know, watch party. Uh, but mm-hmm. like maybe the early season tournaments they had mentioned they could play because like I do think Challengers does have like a couple early cups uh, even before the CDL season starts. Now with the season starting on December eighth, I'm still not a hundred percent sure if that's true. But I hope there's at least a cup or two before the season starts because it'd be really funny to watch them play in a cup. And then like obviously like they're not going to go play any of the lands because that's going to be during the tournament weekends where they're going to have the watch party and stuff but interesting to see that scump is actually maybe considering it now because before they had thought like you know he didn't want to screw up his legacy by losing challengers matches which as weird as it sounds i can i can kind of understand like obviously he's not gonna be taking it super seriously but there are those trolls out there that are gonna be like look at him he could even place top 40 in challengers or something uh so i guess if he just doesn't want to hear that that garbage i I can understand but i hope Mm -hmm. they play because it would be super fun to watch this this group of guys scrim and you know play the tournaments. Yeah, even though they're all all retired retired players, you know, some players you know some challenges players might get might get nervous just seeing the name pop up. Oh well, the yeah, side. they're gonna know that there's <laughs> excuse me, they're gonna know that there's way more viewers on them too. And if some of them aren't used to that stage, they might get a little nervous. They might might get in their own head, you know. Yeah, that'd be so fun. Also, obviously, Nate and Bose might be a little rusty because uh, I mean. Nate hasn't played uh, pro matches really since um, Advanced Warfare and Bose. I mean, he played like as a fill-in in that Black Ops 3 qualifier, but really hasn't played pro matches since basically uh, AW Black Ops 3 days. Um, but Bose has been grinding more like ranked play and like Chals and stuff. So I think he might be a little more fresh. Obviously, Nate's been on the on the Val grind. It hasn't played like a ton of COD in years and years and years. So probably gonna be a little rusty. But like, I mean, Zinni and Scump just both recently retired and we've seen um both have still played a decent amount of call of duty so i'm sure they'd be fine but i would be interested to see like if they for the first cup of the season if they were actually able to scrim and go kind of hard i'd be interested to see what what they could place yeah who knows maybe they could squeak out a win that would be hilarious there's uh, all just trolling this win <laughs> that'd probably upset some uh challenges people that are, are really grinding it if uh, they lose another the team just like doesn't play the rest of the year and they have all those pro points yeah definitely <laughs> all right one more thing to talk about that's not related to call of duty but i saw it and i want to talk about it because um pretty much anybody that's probably played call of duty has played this game and loved it back in the day uh and that is fortnite the og maps coming back brock on november 3rd no uh, <laughs> this might be something that i have to check out for real and just try it out like fortnite to me is still not the same like um obviously like with the way the building is and me not grinding the game like if i I match up with a player uh, that's better than me they're just gonna you know build circles around me and just uh get above me kill me easy uh because i just don't play fortnite much but like og fortnite is like one of the most fun games i've ever played and i think a lot of people would say that it's one of their their favorite games they would ever play i remember it was like my freshman year of college when it came out um Mm -hmm. and there was like a year or two there like going into covid where everybody was like just grinding it and you know, I feel like by the time we were kind of in lockdown for COVID, I really wasn't playing much Fortnite anymore. I, I I played it for not nearly as long. Like once the map started changing, I was kind of out. Like I haven't played Fortnite in years, years, years as like an actual game. I play a lot, but those early days of Fortnite when like nobody knew how to build and we were all kind of bots mm-hmm. were one of the best games I've ever played. That was 
that was just different of a game in that time. Just so yeah. different compared to any other game I ever played. I thought, I mean, I don't like nothing about what's coming out with this, but I thought I saw like the original like weapon pool is like what's going to be available too with like the standard little SMG and like the revolver and the little pistol and like the basic uh, like M16 AR and then like the semi-auto sniper and just like the bolt. I thought it was going to be just like all basics. I mm-hmm. mean, I wish we could go back to like erase everybody's brain back to how everybody knew how to build before. I, I know. I mean, this like nobody was you were maybe building like your little box like maybe is what people were doing or like maybe like a a wall and a staircase that would be super fun if we could just erase everybody's brain so they forgot how to build yeah oh man just thinking about that just such good times just playing even though not not doing good just keep going keep queuing up back 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 (laughs) yeah and i mean obviously like i know people are going to mention since i said we could erase building i know no build is a thing but it's not the same like just being like a complete bot and like thinking you were going crazy when you built like your little like uh box or like yep. your little staircase wall and you were like, damn, that was a crazy build and like it was the most awful build you've ever seen, but like you like crick uh are you like quick cranked like a little mini ninety when you didn't even know what that was? Yeah. Get a get a little build and um I don't know. Uh, so I'm probably I mean if I play, I'm probably gonna have to play no build because otherwise I'm just gonna get uh towers built on me and get dominated, but yeah. I'm looking forward. I'm going to try it out because, I mean, like I said, OG Fortnite, one of my favorite games of all time. And it, w- it was fun back in the day. Like you said, if you got on a win streak, it was like so fun, so addicting. Mm-hmm. And everyone remembers their, their first one on a Fortnite. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like like going on like squad wins. And like, I mean, I remember playing Fortnite way back when you could like still team kill and stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> way back then. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it out. I, I mean, I'm sure I probably won't play like a ton of it because it just isn't the same to me anymore. But like if it's like the OG weapon pool and I can just play like a couple games of no build, I'll definitely drop in and just have to, to play the OG map for nostalgia old time's sake. Yeah, for real, just play a couple games, you know, maybe, maybe win, get off. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to be like the highest concurrent players day for Fortnite in probably years. Mm-hmm. A while. I'm sure like they're their new season drops every month or not every month, every few months, whenever they are, are probably pretty, pretty high player days. And like, I don't follow Fortnite anymore or like play it at all or watch it at all. But I, I'm sure that the viewership on Fortnite is still insanely high. It's, I mean, at its peak, it's easily like the biggest game I can ever remember. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. It did a lot. That game did a lot for creators too. Yeah. A lot of creators blew up off it and, like streaming and video games became way more mainstream off that game. Yep. Definitely. So I'll be excited. Yeah. It'll be fun to try out. Um, but that's all we got for today. We're wrapping up with a little Fortnite news, something we haven't talked about or mentioned maybe ever on the podcast, but mm-hmm. um, that's all we got for today. Unless you got anything else. No, just, you know, what, two weeks away, roughly, you know, excited to you know get, play the, get my hands on the call of Duty and grind it. Yeah. That, should be a fun time. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, that's going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, drop that follow. Drop that five-star review. Like Brock said, we're just uh, a couple weeks away from the game, so excited to to get our hands on that and be able to play it a little bit and see the, the full map pool, full weapon pool, um, see if they've changed anything in regards to spawns and just like all the stuff that wasn't included on the beta. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for this one, and we will see you guys in the next one.